Hi, welcome to the Dartarian Show. I'm Alexander Dartarian. And I'm Dominic Sykes. And we're going to do Haunted Places Part 2. I loved the first episode. I mm-hmm. love talking about haunted places, even though I don't believe in them. But right. just the history of them that makes them supposedly haunted is so awesome. Right. Uh, we're going to do six today. And the first one is Whaley House. Uh, Thomas Whaley of Scots-Irish origin was born on October 5th, 1823 in New York City, the seventh child in a family of 10. Whaley took over his father's successful business relations, then left New York on January 1st, 1849. He traveled to San Francisco during the California Gold Rush, where he engaged in business. He then went to San Diego in September 1851, two years later, Whaley went back to New York and married Anna Eloise Delaney on August 14th, 1853. Together, they returned to California, arriving in San Diego on December 7th, 1853. This is important to go through this history of this mm-hmm. for the haunting. On August 22nd, 1857, the Whaley's moved into their new house, known as the Whaley House. Thomas and Anna Whaley had six children. Francis Hinton, Thomas Whaley Jr., Anna Amelia, George Hale Ringgold, Violet Alice, and Corrine Lillian. Francis Hinton was named after a business partner. Thomas Whaley Jr. suffered uh, business partner. Thomas Whaley Jr. suffered from scarlet fever at 18 months and died on January 29, 1858. After the death of baby Thomas and the loss by fire of their store, Thomas and Anna moved to San Francisco. In January 1859, Willie turned his affairs in Old Town over to Frank Ames, a Wells Fargo agent. Hmm. So, a lot of shit happened after the baby died. Mm -hmm. So, obviously, you know, it's a very tragic time. In the summer of 1868, Thomas invested some of his new capital of stock and merchandise and headed back to San Diego. Thomas fixed up the old Whaley house, and Anna and the rest of the family arrived home in San Diego on December 12, 1868. On January 5, 1882, Violet Elise Whaley and Anna Amelia Whaley were both married in Old San Diego. Violet married George T. Betalucci, and Anna Amelia wed her first cousin, John T. Whaley, son of Henry Hurst Whaley, mm. inside the family home. Unfortunately for Violet, just shortly after the nuptials, her new husband revealed to her in a letter of his, about his sword past. Bertolucci vowed to prove his worthiness, but Mr. and Mrs. Whaley would try to sever all contact. Mm. Suffering from melancholy, Violet committed suicide by shooting herself in the chest. Thomas's 32 caliber on August 19th, 1885. She was then 22 years old. Her suicide note read as thus. Mad from life's history, swift to death's mystery, glad to be hurled anywhere, anywhere out of this world. Wow. She, she uh, wrote a poem. poem. I guess. Uh, channeling her inner Edgar Allan Poe. Uh, the suicide note is a passage from the Bridge of Sighs, a poem by Thomas Hood. Wow. This particular poem is offered up by Edgar Allan Poe mm-hmm. as an example of painting with words. He spoke of it as referenced in his published works during his lectures. 
Uh, Corrine Lillian was engaged at the time of her sister's death, but her fiance broke off the engagement due to the scandal it raised. After these tragic events, Thomas Whaley built a single-story frame home from his family at 933 State Street in downtown San Diego and moved into the new residency, leaving the Whaley house vacant for over two decades. Hmm. Francis Whaley married Susan E. Murray in Mudicini, California on December 31st, 1888. On December 14th, 1890, Thomas Whaley died due to ill health at a, at the State Street address. Anna Amelia died in Modesto, California on December 12th, 1905. Mm. Meanwhile, the old Whaley house remained vacant and it fell into disrepair. Right. In late 1909, Francis Whaley undertook the restoration of the building and turned the home into a tourist attraction where he posted signs promoting its historically and entertained guests with his guitar. Anna Whaley, Thomas's widow, Corrine, Lillian, Francis, and George all lived in the old Whaley house in 1912. Mm-hmm. On February 24, 1913, Anna died of 80 years of age. A year later, later, Francis Whaley died on November 19, 1914. George Whaley died January 5, 1928. In San Diego, and Corrine Lillian Whaley continued residency in the house until her death in 1953. After the history of success and deaths, the Whaley House has, remains well known as a haunted house. It is said that the guests and the staff from time to time will catch a glimpse of a ghost of a Whaley family member who died inside the house, such as the baby Thomas Jr., Violet, Anna, Francis, George, and Kareen Lillian Whaley. So, family ghosts. Yeah, family ghosts. Like, there was everyone pretty much died in the house. Yeah. Like, they went back there to die. Right. So, that's pretty much the rumors of the haunting. They, uh, they're based on strange noises and sights. Uh, it's uh, considered, the, in 2005, Life Magazine called the Whaley House the most haunted house in America. Hmm. Um, so, they also, they offer ghost haunting tours and additional tours are offered around Halloween. So, and they just reopened it. That's cool. So that's, that, that is really awesome. Um, so if I went to a haunted house, like a legit haunted house, I wouldn't do it as part of a, uh, like a tour or an attraction. I I would go to a haunted place by myself or with a friend, you know, just like at night, with just like do a lockdown yeah yeah because that's the only way you're actually going to see anything if it's real kind of like ryan and shane yeah it's it's the only way you're gonna be able to if you go in with a tourist attraction or a a, yeah they're gonna it's gonna be seem more fake yeah exactly or it's gonna feel like it's it's staged or or maybe it is actually staged you know in those situations because they're want to keep bringing people in or whatever Mm -hmm. all right go ahead dom with your with your first one all right so i'm doing kennecott mine uh, in the late 1990s, construction workers building government housing in a remote corner of Alaska, 300 miles east of Anchorage, started hearing strange sounds. They then spotted strange shapes. Suddenly, tools they knew had been affixed to their belts disappeared. It was enough to frighten off even the boldest and bravest public servant, the Anchorage Daily News reported, and the whole project is said to have been canceled. The bizarre activity took place on the old railroad grade leading to Kennecott a copper mining town established in the early 1900s. 
The mineral dug out of the cliffs that had turned green from oxidation was more valuable than gold in those days, turning Kennecott into a booming town overnight. The copper ore was shipped down the mountain by rail for 200 miles to Prince William Sound, where it was carried by ships to smelters in Tacoma, Washington. Financed by J.P. Morgan, the railroad was an engineering marvel with tracks having to be constantly adjusted because they were laid right on top of shifting glaciers. Untold number of, numbers of workers died building that railroad, and many believed it was their painful cries and ghostly shenanigans that afflicted the modern-day construction crew. By the late 1930s, after generating as much as $300 million worth of copper, the ore ran out, and Kennecott quickly turned into a ghost town. The old red-painted wooden buildings, including a bunker house and hospital, may be battered but still remain standing, and Kennecott now draws hikers and tourists as a historic site operated by the National Park Service. Some visitors claim to have seen tombstones on their way into town, but the grave markers appear to have vanished when they pass out again on the way out. Only a handful of people still live in the place year-round, and they brave winters and the ghosts to do it. So, yeah, that's the uh, ghost town Kennecott Copper Mine. Oh, wow. Um, so, children would... God, that's... I don't like children voices, especially when, like, there's no children around. <laughs> it's yeah. kind of scary. Uh, but uh, apparently it was really big in Kennecott Mine. You just hear disembodied children, adult voices, so... Ugh. A lot of workers died, yeah. Um, so, my next one is going to be Island of the Dolls. Um, if you guys have ever watched BuzzFeed... Uh, unsolved paranormal uh ryan and shane went to the island of dolls and mm -hmm. it was creepy as shit yeah, i, I think ghost it. adventures did it as well uh pretty much all the ghost shows did it um but the island of dolls is originally was originally owned by don julian santana barella uh, is full of dolls hanging from trees and buildings covered with cobwebs and insects yeah the place was named in the 1950s when the dolls started randomly appearing on the island. Santana was a neighbor of the uh, Barrio de La Asuna, where he used to go and drink, um, I guess, some form of liquor, I guess, or it's called a Pulque. Mm. I, I don't know what Pulque is. After selling his vegetables until he began preaching the Bible due to superstitions, which led him to being expelled from the sector. Hmm. According to a legend, a young girl drowned entangled among the lilies of the canal and her body was found on the banks of the Santampa uh, Chinapas. Santana claimed to have heard the girl crying out, I want my doll, and terrified hung up the doll he found near the girl's body. Hmm. After that, every time he went outside, he found a new doll hanging from one of the trees. He later died in the exact same spot as the girl, drowned girl, and many believe that his death was caused by the girl's spirit, which still haunts the island. Uh, in 1987, an eco-terrorist eco <laughs> eco eco rescue was made, and the island was found covered with water lily. After the death of Santana, the uh, Chinampa became a tourist attraction. Mm -hmm. The uh, place began gaining fame in 1943 when Mexican filmmaker Emilia Fernandez filmed Maria Candelaria, or Candelaria there, 
with a significant number of international local channels have featured articles on the island, including the Huffington Post, Travel Channel, and ABC News. Mm-hmm. The dolls are still on the island, which is accessible by boat. The island was featured on the Trout Show, uh, Ghost Adventures, the Amazon Prime Show, Lore, and it was also featured on BuzzFeed Unsolved yeah. with Shane Moday and uh, Ryan Bagara. So it's a huge island, right? And it's or uh, it's not huge, but I mean, it's an island with huge renown for these dolls. Do you think that the man was killed by the girl's spirit, or do you think he just died? Uh, he, I don't think he was that old, and some say that he may have died of a heart attack. Do you think it was a girl's spirit? I, I can get behind it, yeah. I mean, the, the doll thing's kind of weird. It is weird. And if you've seen pictures of this island, this island is covered in dolls. Yeah. And there's there's stories about these dolls. Like some of the dolls have a mind of their own. They move, move on their around, own. Yeah, the they move around. They, they follow, follow you, you and stuff. And these dolls are creepy yeah, as shit. A lot of them are missing eyeballs or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, it's definitely weird. All right. Well, go ahead with your second one. Uh, my second one is going to be La Lurie Mansion, which mm-hmm. is a very popular. Obviously, yeah, I think it was in well. American Horror Story. Yeah, it was. Yeah. In the third season, I believe. Um, so for almost 200 years, there have been reports of paranormal activity coming from the house. Right. Mm-hmm. La Lurie Mansion is obviously owned by Delphine La Lurie, which was a notorious for her ownership and treatment of slaves. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, the, the paranormal paranormal. Paranormal activity uh, has been reported in the house for a long time. Um, and a lot of the hauntings are attributed to the slaves that she kept on the property. Yeah. Uh, there's a room in the mansion where slaves were often kept, and reports of moaning coming from that room are common. Phantom footsteps echo through the house with regularity. Many people who stood near the house have reported feeling as if they were being taken over by negative energy. Despite all of the ghost stories and paranormal happenings at the house, it would be, you know, It'd be weird to assume that all of them would just be traced back to her alone. You know, can't all be just the ghost of her slaves. There's probably more to yeah. it. Um, so because in 1984, a tenant who lived at the Lollery Mansion, which is at the time converted into apartments, uh, was brutally murdered in his room. They found his belongings ransacked as if someone had gone through them. The police assumed that he was a victim of a robbery, even though there wasn't anything of value found missing. Uh, an interesting account regarding the murder deals with the police interviewing neighbors about his disappearance. One of his friends claimed that he was having problems with sprites in his house. His fan- friend wrote it off as his imagination running wild with him, but he did say something interesting. He claimed that his friend told him that there was a demon in the house who wasn't going to rest until he'd met his end, which the man did inside the house. It's possible that at least some of the ghostly phenomena can be a result of the brutal murder as well. Um, they'll never know for sure because obviously they they just wrote it off as a robbery or whatever. Yeah. But it's believed it could possibly have been he was killed by one of the entities that is in the house. Um, so but it was also uh, converted to for a brief time into a school for all girls during the mid to late nineteenth century. Um, and it had been at the time one of the few mixed schools in the city of New Orleans. Uh, but politics during the Reconstruction era were convoluted and. Sure enough, soon after the school, uh, at the 1140 Royal Street, which is the address, mm-hmm. uh, it was converted into a all-girls all, all African-American primary school. Uh, within a short amount of time, reports of physical assaults came to light. 
they we know that the young girls would approach her teachers, tears streaking down their faces with their sleeves rolled up and their uh, exposed flesh of their forearms were either scratched or bruised. Um, who did this to you, the teachers would demand, and the answer was always one and the same, that woman. Lothery? Mm, probably, yeah. But yeah. these girls were young enough to be probably not aware of the whole story of Madame Delphine and the devastating tragedy some decades previously to that. Yeah. Uh, moreover, it was unlikely because back then, within that time period, they wouldn't be talking like we talk about it today. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it was still in use then. It was just another, it's like if you go into a house, you go to buy a house, you know, most of the time you're not going to be looking into the history of the house unless you experience something in it. Well, I don't think they taught the history back then. Well. That's what I'm saying, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, the girls were young enough not to know the story, basically. Um, it was unlikely that the teachers themselves would uh, tell six, seven, or eight-year-olds about the starvation and the moral torture that the slaves faced then. Um, so you had to wonder if it was the girls playing tricks on each other or if there really was a, a ghost of spirit of Madame Delphine there. It might have been a little bit of both. Yeah. But you know how... I mean, it wouldn't be too far to assume that if there was a ghost of her there that she would be uh, terrorizing them. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Especially, um, especially. But yeah, that's, there's a bunch more events, obviously, that have happened throughout the years. But yeah, it's it's a very, very famous house uh, in New Orleans. Yeah. And uh, just horrible. Uh, I don't think the events in American Horror Story happened like that, the way that they did. Uh, I know that they there was a house, or there was a fire that broke out. It did not burn the entire place down. But... Uh, I think definitely that she was caught mistreating. Oh yeah, uh, her uh, slaves and stuff. So obviously, uh, and even then they're like, okay, this is too far. So there must have been something she was doing way wrong because uh, every I know I get a lot of my information from movies, but every movie I've seen where it represents how they were, it's probably like it was probably ten times worse than any movie we've ever seen. Mm. So, at least 10 times worse. So, like, for them to be like, okay, this is too far, it must have been 20 times worse than we, yeah. what we've seen in movies. I mean, I feel, God, and she probably did not die the way she should have deserved, mm. to be honest with you. Yeah. So, my uh, third one is Port Arthur. It's in Australia. Mm-hmm. Uh, even before Martin Bryant, then 28, pulled a semi-automatic rifle from a bag in 1996 and started killing everybody in sight. God damn. This one-time penal colony had a dark reputation for pain, torture, and death. Really? Yeah, that's why uh, firearms are illegal to have in Australia. I it's remember that. Because, it, yeah, it was like, that, that, the, I think it was before, but besides the one in Norway, I think it was like the biggest massacre that ever happened. Yeah. Uh, during the 18th and 19th centuries, the British Empire emptied its jails and sent its criminals halfway around the world by ship to Australia in what history calls the transportation. The worst of the lot, those who still got, uh, got into trouble after the arrival down under, got a one-way ticket to Port Arthur on the island state of Tasmania. Mm. More than 12,000 men endured whippings, chain gangs, meager rations, and solitary confinement from 1833 until 1877, and what author Robert Hughes called Australia's decal. 
where the prison graveyard contains 1,646 plots, but only 180 of them, mostly prison staff and soldiers, are marked. Port Arthur has also or has always dominated the popular historic imagination in Australia. Hughes Wright wrote, as the emblem of the uh, mis- miseries of transportation, the hell on earth. Mm. After it was closed, the prison buildings were abandoned and decayed until the site was converted into a historical area and a popular tourist destination offering nighttime ghost tours of the decrepit buildings by lantern light reports of ghost sightings and strange occurrences go far go as far back as 1870 with the photos of strange apparitions displayed in the visitor center among the visitors to the colony was bryant a local tasmanian with a history of psychological and behavioral problems. Apparently angry and despondent over a financial dispute, he opened fire in the cafe on the colony's grounds, killing 35 people and wounding 23, and the worst mass murder in Australia's history. Bryant was captured the next day, confessed, and was given 35 life sentences in a case that led to a number of gun control reforms in the country. Oh, that's crazy. Uh, so, do you would uh, one man felt a shove from an invisible force? He pulled his hand away from his neck, revealing four scratches. Hmm. That's one of the a paranormal thing. Um, like I said, it's it's the most brutal 19th century penal colony. Is a backdrop for modern massacre. Is what the tagline is for Port Arthur. Wow. So, uh, I mean, just to have two sites of of so like violence a, yeah is there like a theory that he uh was influenced in any way by the spirits of the place or i think that would be an excuse and it would be yeah that's why it's uh, disrespectful to the disrespectful victims, sure, to the victims yeah. is i was just asking if that was like one of the theories about it like is that maybe he you don't really no, know how no. uh, defeo yeah, uh, how his yeah, whole, but he the lived whole... there. He oh, lived know, there. This guy just went there oh, you know, okay. with the machine gun gotcha. to there. You know, like it, it was a tourist attraction. Gotcha. He went there. He just went and killed people. He just went and killed people. He yeah. was a coward and a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. And you know, 35 people lost their lives because he was upset about losing money. Oh, I see. Yeah. Like, That's no. That's a good reason. Like, right. Freaking bullshit. So. Uh, my last final one is uh, Leap Castle. Ireland's most haunted castle. Sean Ryan of Leap Castle insisted that he doesn't fabricate when telling the story of what he and his wife see and hear at their home. Where most would refer to these apparitions as ghosts, Sean prefers to call them spirits. He describes the regular visions as people with a haze around them. Sometimes there's a lot of activity, others less time so. The sounds they hear are footsteps, doors opening and closing, and crowds talking. However, on occasion... Uh, on occasions that he's gone in the direction of the noise, nothing is apparent there. With the location of the spirits always out of reach, right? Yeah. No matter mm-hmm. how loud they are at the time of going to go look to see what it is, they're, they're always gone. There is a spirit, though, a lady who touches off people. A lot of guests to the castle also have felt her presence. The remarkable thing Sean told us was that his experience never seems to alarm his guests. Right? So that's weird. How do you not... So they're like friendly ghosts? Uh, comforting. Uh, a lot of times when people are touched by apparitions, they can feel the difference between malice and yeah. uh, and uh, benevolence. Well, uh, he's, Sean doesn't regard his home as haunted, right? 
And as far as he's concerned, the spirits he sees and hears have as much right to live there as he does. Okay, well. Sean is happy to continue to live alongside them as long as he has done since 1994 uh, when the restoration on the castle began. But there's actually a, a video, uh, you know, interviewing the guy, mm-hmm. uh, talks about it on the website and everything. But yeah, that's the most haunted castle in Ireland, and people have seen these ghosts and stuff, but it's it's like a different type of, you know, yeah, haunted. It's, it's, it's benevolent. Yeah, yeah they're, benevolent. Not, they're not messed up or... Absolutely. They, and and that has happened. There's been there's been hauntings to where, where people have... it's, not, it's not bad. It's yeah. maybe they don't know they're dead. Or and like this, like I said, I don't believe it, but yeah. like I get the rationality of people, like rational people are like going and they're just like, well, mm-hmm. I felt, I felt safe. I didn't yeah. feel, I didn't feel threatened in any way. And right. like, not every ghost is, is like that. Is malevolent, 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 or full with malice. They wanted to hurt people and stuff. Yeah. There's people that like, you know, maybe they didn't believe in God if you believe in uh, Christianity or uh, any other religion where you go to a better place mm. after you leave, maybe they didn't believe that or maybe they just had unfinished business yeah. that they just weren't ready to move on or they could have just not like died and realized they weren't dead yet and yeah. they, they're just living their life. Yep. Or it could be a complete parallel universe and they're That's living in the weird. same yeah. spot. They're the as same the other spot people. at the same time we are just in a different yeah in a different dimension. dimension and then like it just crosses they're over. seeing us the same way we're seeing them yeah like ghosts yeah that like, is yeah. interesting I like that one too yeah so I mean we don't know obviously I don't believe in ghosts I don't I, the parallel universe is just as far fetched <laughs> but but like I mean that's I why know. I love the more the more stuff that keeps coming out into the light. That's why I, more that's stuff why I love is... doing this podcast because there's so many things. There's so many theories. Mm-hmm. There's so much stuff Different in this world. I love it. And uh, just all this stuff. So those were the six haunted places. Um, I would not go to any of them. I'd go to the castle, the uh, Leap Castle. I'd go to, I really want to go to the Australia one. The Port Arthur. I'd rather just because I just want to go to Australia. I just want to go to Australia. Australians and New Zealanders do not want us there. <laughs> no, they, they don't. No, they don't. They don't. But I mean, I would just love to go there once, just to. And Port Arthur is one of the stops that I would go to. Yeah. The only thing stopping me is that the majority of the animals there want to kill you. <laughs> like that kind. Of, like that country was just made. <laughs> kill people well they're used to it they know yeah oh yeah they know they they get those yeah but they get those big i see those videos where they get this big ass spider or something no i would never live there i would go i'd go for maybe a week some pretty crazy stuff here that other countries don't have yeah that we do but like i said i mean the majority of animals in australia will kill you yeah uh either poisonous or just poisonous or just yeah just crocodiles and alligators and sharks and if 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 that won't then the uh the desert or the the never never (laughs) will kill you i think i think that's what it's called the never never i don't know i think that's what it's called anyways uh it's what it's called in mad max so yeah (laughs) (laughs) uh if if that's not true if there's no place like that then again i told you before i get all my information from movies um but yeah, the, those hauntings are interesting. Uh, the Kennecott Mine, I'm not sure 
if that's really haunted, I just think it's just. Uh, I think it suffers the same thing most ghost towns do, just a sense of eeriness. Yeah, and kind of just, absolutely just abandoned. It's yeah. not supposed to be abandoned and yeah. all that stuff. It's a boom town. Uh, just law of the Remansion, I can see why that yeah, would be haunted. There was just some bad mojo that went yeah. down there. Uh, obviously, For Port sure. Arthur. Yeah, that one too. <laughs> so much bad mojo, and then Doll yeah, Island, and then, maybe. Yeah, Doll Island. I don't think it's haunted. I just think the guy just like collecting dolls, like collecting dolls, and hanging. And they up. just died. Yeah. And I mean, because that's possible. Yeah, I, I just don't think. I just think he just like collecting dolls, and people made it creepier than it really was. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he just liked dolls. Um, and like, I mean, Whaley House just. A shitload of the whole family's out there, and, yeah, and stuff. Yeah. And uh, when I first heard about the Whaley House, I I was told that it was everybody was murdered, Mm-mm. but no, it was just everybody died. They, they died, died of natural causes and other now, do illnesses. You feel, do you feel like it's more likely to get a malevolent spirit, right? Mm-hmm. If they died in a violent way, no. You think it's it doesn't make it more likely? I think it comes down to the type of person you were. Mm-hmm. before you died mm-hmm. and i also think that how sudden it was i think that if it was sudden like you just died didn't know it didn't know that well you yeah were but die. you I could st- that- i'm not talking about just like the 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 likelihood of coming back as a ghost but i'm talking about specifically coming back as a malevolent ghost i think it uh, like i said it, uh, depends on the person okay. that you were before you died like i think La i think violence would have something to do like with it. delphine lollerie yeah 100% believe that she would be a malevolent ghost, especially towards oh, yeah, for sure. uh, people of color, yeah. just because she was a white woman yeah. in a time to where they own slaves. Th- yeah, they own slaves. So, yep. uh, definitely believe that she would be a, a malevolent spirit, especially to uh, people of color. Um, also, with the Port Arthur, a lot of torture and everything yeah. like that. And then on, on top of that, a modern mass shooting. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think the people who were shot would be malevolent per se. Yeah. But if I was a ghost there and I got shot, I'd be pissed. Yeah. And anyone who ever came in there with any kind of weapon Mm -hmm. or what it looked like a weapon, I would be fucking them up. Yeah. So, uh, obviously, like I said, depends on how suddenly you go, how you go. And what kind of person you were in life, yeah. I think that would be, like, if I believed in ghosts, that would be the 100% theory I would have. Right. Uh, if you're a shitty person in life, you're going to be a shitty ghost. Yeah. That's <laughs> how yeah. it is. That makes sense. So, um, God, man. That episode went by quick. Yeah, but, dude. Uh, those are the six haunted places. Uh, did you have any, any more... Um, information about any of those hauntings or do you think that like we pretty much covered everything with the stories we we did we got it pretty covered i mean obviously there in each one of those places there's lots of different accounts um individual accounts but you know if we went into those we'd be here all day yeah all right well next week we're gonna do urban legends west virginia Hmm. So we're going like right next door to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that will be interesting, uh, considering the fact we're that I see a lot of just what you talking about, like inbred, wrong turn, wrong turn style. Do you stuff. know? And this is a this is I don't. <laughs> I think they get a bad rap with them. <laughs> I really definitely do. get a bad rap. Yeah, man. I think I don't think it happens as much as we like to say. And I it's think that comes from during the Civil War when yeah. West Virginia separated from Virginia. Yeah. 
Uh, I think that's like where it was like, ah, West Virginia. And I bet you people in West Virginia are like Virginia. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> but, uh, but the episode after Urban Legends West Virginia will not be Chupacabra because we did that with Skinwalker. Yeah. So we're going to have to find a new episode to put in there. Yeah, we'll something up. Yep. And I mean, we might move it all up and then just have a different episode at the very end for the finale. Yeah. We don't know yet. But either way, we will have Urban Legends West Virginia next week. Uh, go ahead and follow us at that link below in the description. And we love you guys. And if you, again, if you have any experiences, paranormal experiences, you guys can follow that link. Email us. Uh, do you have stories of the places we talked about? Have you been there? I mean, we'd love to hear everything. Uh, we do have a YouTube channel, so if it's more convenient for you guys to listen to this on YouTube and then comment, please do. Yep. Uh, we answer, and we love every comment we get, negative or positive. We don't mm -hmm. care. Uh, we're on TikTok. Go ahead and follow us there, and you can communicate with us on that. Anything, we love communication. I, I, for one, love talking. As I keep going on, trying to end the episode, yeah. talking up for another yeah, five yeah, minutes, yeah, stretching yeah. that time. But, uh, yep, so you guys love to be here, love to talk, and thank you guys for listening. Thanks for listening.